you're listening to the fan club podcast where two polar opposites experience each other's fandoms for the very first time hey guys and welcome back to the fan club podcast my name is sarah this is matthew and this is episode 40 yeah fitting that tv show month ends on episode 40 yeah that is actually pretty fitting so yeah we are finishing moon night and we are finishing tv show month today it has been a crazy long month this has been a crazy exhausting month. However, it has paid off. We've gotten a fair amount of new listeners because we've been posting so often this month. Yes. Um, so thank you so much. Um, posting three times a week, having not only we have we we have a toddler, uh, so trying to record and edit three episodes a week for an entire month is not an easy and feat. My crazy work schedule. Yeah. Um and so it'll be so glorious to go back to the one episodes a week. Next week, we are going to go back to the movies. So we are going to go to, to Black, Widow. Black Widow. Um, And so you will just have our regular Marvel Monday um, yes. uploads. That's going to be the only one for, for the foreseeable future until we get to She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Which Miss Marvel will be the first week of January. And I think She-Hulk is the third week of January. Yeah. I believe. So, um, and then uh, the week of Christmas, we're going to put up the a bonus episode of us covering the Guardians Christmas special. Yeah, so you'll get two episodes that week. One on Christmas and then one that Monday. Yes. So it should be on Sunday and Monday, if my math is correct. This episode, we're going to go over the uh, fifth and sixth episodes of Moon Knight, and let's get into it. This episode will contain, um, talks of, um, mental health and, um, possibly child abuse, just because that's the story. Yes. We're gonna try not to go too hard into the nitty-gritty of it all. We just want to, uh, we just want to talk about the facts of the show. Yes. Um, but if that is something that you don't want to talk about or think about... We will put the... Uh, in the description, we will put... Timestamp. Timestamp to where that sort of child abuse part starts. Major part where we see one of the psyches come into play. And so... Um, where it would be doing a major disjustice, disservice, to not talk about To the about story. It. Um, Which... But- we don't mean any disrespect. Neither one of us are licensed professionals. Yes. Professionals in, of any kind. If uh, if this is not the episode for you and you don't want to hear about any of those topics, we, we completely totally understand it. We don't mean any disrespect to anyone. It's just there's some stuff that we do have to talk about for some stuff to make sense. Yes. And we will try to treat it with as much respect as we possibly can. Yes. And, um... With all that being said, let's just jump into it. Let's jump right into it. We start immediately after the fourth episode, where we see a giant hippo goddess. Yes. Um, which is by far my favorite character in the is, entire show. Her name is Towerette. Towerette. And I kind of want a plushie of her, to be completely honest. There is foreshadowing in the first episode. I don't think it's foreshadowing, though. I think it's just... He has, like, a box in the museum. He, he's moving a box full of these little plushies. So, here's the thing. The Egyptian gods and goddesses, any of them, will... I think she's just the one that ferries people across. I, Marvel doesn't do anything on accident, though. I Honestly, I don't think that really mattered with it, because there's also a bunch of other stuff there. No, I agree with you, but... 
I don't think it was foreshadowed. Um, I literally have a note that says, what is reality? I am so confused. <laughs> because... To the giant talking hippo. This guy... Well, not even that. I could I could suspend my disbelief for the giant talking hippo. It was it was the straight up gaslighting. We talked a lot about mm-hmm. gaslighting in the last episode, mm-hmm. but it was it was the gaslighting that I was having a hard time wrapping my brain around. And Arthur was so manipulative these whole show. And so basically, she informs them that they are in the Egyptian under ancient Egyptian underworld called what is it called? The Duat. Duat. The, um, pretty much, kind of what I was talking about in the first episode. The Duat, so, like, in Greek mythology, you have the River Styx. Mm-hmm. That's the Duat. Mm-hmm. The River Styx takes you to Elysium in Greek mythology. You either go to Elysium or you go to Tartarus. Egyptian mythology, if your heart weighs more than feathers, you go to the Duat. Or if your life isn't scaled. Like, if your life isn't even. In balance. If your life is in balance, you get sent to the sands of the Duat, and you get frozen in time. Or, if your life was balanced, you go to the Field of Reeds, where it's peaceful, bliss, happy, anything you ever want to do there. It's... Um, and he opens the doors, door, and there's this huge boat. I love this the colors in this scene. It reminds me of Vormir a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, no, we're we're just in the mental hospital. And if I go through this door, we're going to go to a room full of cafe- a cafeteria full of people. Mm-hmm. Boat full of sand. Like, or sounder by sand. And then she takes out their hearts and weighs them. Listen, this shot of her taking out her their hearts reminds me of Once Upon a Time. That's the thing. I think she's... So, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I was mistaken earlier. I misremembered a fact of Egyptian mythology. All the Greek gods besides Osiris will ferry people across. Mm-hmm. It's just... She was chosen because she was just chosen. So. But the, um. Because she's reading off of, like, a script and she's messing up a lot because she hasn't done this, I think she said, for centuries. And it was just really funny with her just reading the script and how to read it correctly. She she turned it, like, five times before mm-hmm. she could read it correctly, which I thought was funny. But she, I feel like, is the com- the comedy relief of the show. But, um, the, the, the way that they, the props that they used for the hearts. Were crystallized. But they remind me of Once Upon a Time. Yes. Like, Regina takes the hearts out. Uh-huh. Um, I loved the show. Until they did the Frozen season. And uh, that was just kind of, meh. The last thing I remember. Yeah, it was. I, I really like Frozen, don't get end, me wrong. It was but... the end of season three, beginning of season four. The last season I saw was when Hook was introduced. Yeah. And Hulk and Regina's mom was introduced. Don't get me wrong, I love Frozen, but I think that especially at that point in time, it was so overblown mm-hmm. and so everywhere. And my niece was like obsessed with Frozen back in the day. Didn't they bring so, in Wizard of Oz also? Yes, they did. Her sister is the Wicked Witch of the West. Hearts and she takes them. out the hearts and ways though. And each heart is incomplete. They're missing half of each. Which um, I was thinking, why don't they just combine the two? But they're two different people. And then they find out that there's long hallway in the... I'm going to call it a psych ward because that's, mm-hmm. like, the name that I know it by. But I'm sorry if you that's You know not... what this reminded me of? The scene in the second Matrix movie with the Keymaster. Okay. Where, so, the Keymaster... You've ma- never seen the no, Matrix. So, in Matrix 2, there's the hallway that's connected to everything. Matthew really wants us to cover the Matrix yes. on this podcast. Yes. Yes. 
I could talk about Matrix for hours. Each door is a memory. Yes. And they find a room full of people that Mark supposedly killed. Yes, that he killed as Moon Knight. And they find a little boy. So at this point, it deals with the uh, sort of death of a child. Yeah. And if that bothers you, get ahead. We don't ahead. see anything. No, we don't see anything. But skip ahead um, in post-edit or while we're editing, we'll put in the timestamp where to jump to. Yes. Um, and so we basically find out that this little boy is Mark's little brother, and they're walking through... Um, a... Steven, is, uh, Steven chases after him, yes. and Steven sees what happens to him. Well, no, because it's like a little flashback yeah. of... A Mark and his little brother, and they're at they're, this point. Stephen didn't know that he had that Mark that he has a little brother. They're quoting the movie that we saw at Earlier. the end of the last episode. Yes, and um, like the boys are you know each playing each character. Yeah, and the little brother is playing the Stephen character. Yes, right? No, no, the old. Mark is playing the older, the Stephen character. Yes, Mark is playing Stephen. That would make way more sense. Yeah. And Stephen follows the boys into a cave. I'll put it on, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be on, in a title on the screen, or if you're watching it on, um, Spotify, Spotify or any other platform, we will, we will... I'll put it in the show notes. So, the mom basically has a psychotic break. And blames Mark for the little brother's sake. Like, so like, but everyone deals with grief differently. I know, but it like wasn't his fault. And, like I understand being upset. And Mark is trying to stop Stephen from seeing it. And basically, the mom like beats him. There's no other the way mom to starts, that. So the mom skips one, the next birthday, and then the following birthday, Mark gets up and runs out of the room into his bedroom and starts destroying his room. And then all of a sudden. You see the psychotic break. Mm-hmm. And you see Stephen Grant come out. He starts kind of like retreating into his Stephen persona as like a protection. So the Stephen... It comforts him almost. The Stephen is the protector. So from what I... Un- I obviously, I'm not a doctor at all. But I, from what I understand about disorders like this, the a lot of the time they stem from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's kind of a wall that the person puts up in order to protect themselves. Yeah, that's a very basic level understanding of of this. And this broke me. This was so sad because you see the mom grab a belt and charge at the well, little boy. And as like this, the it can be so powerful without you actually having to witness. And... Everything is heavily implied. But it is so, it was. It is just as powerful as if you were witnessing it. Because, so, with that scene, he was destroying the room, and then Stephen came out and started cleaning. With the British accent. Mm-hmm. And this is where Stephen realizes that he's the fake one. Yeah. That Mark was the real one. While Stephen thought he was real and Mark was fake. And Which, so... that also broke me slightly. Yes. Because imagine thinking you're you're, you're the real persona living your life. that you're the real persona. But it also and, broke my heart later when we figure out that like he thinks he's been calling his mom every day, mm-hmm. but that was just Mark putting up a protection because he doesn't really have his mom. But who then? Who was he calling? 
Unless he was calling his mom's phone number. Or been... he just, I hate to say imagined. No, but just... you see that the phone is on a call. I think he calls the mom's dead number. Because it's always a voicemail. Yeah. So I think when Steven calls the mom, it's on a voicemail. Wouldn't somebody else have gotten that number by then? Maybe, but not... Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how that works in England. And then Mark basically runs away as a teen. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of... This is kind of the end of... Where she's... Where he's like... The dad says, we can fix this. We can fix what's going on with her. And he's like, why do we need to fix it? You needed to fix this a long time ago. Which, I mean, I don't blame Mark for saying that. I don't. Well, I don't think that anybody is responsible for somebody else's... I would not expect our child to fix us. Well, it's not the child's responsibility. It would be... It's the partner's responsibility to help. But also it is the the other parent, the healthy parent. To... It's their responsibility to take care of the child and then take them out of a dangerous situation. Yes, and the dad didn't. The dad put the mom above the child. Which... I understand your partner being a priority, but, like, once you have a child, your priorities shift. We might have to swing back and and kind of touch on it slightly. Yeah, so Mark and his dad, Mark runs away and tells his dad, I'm done with her. She's, like, been horrible to me my entire life. I'm done. And the dad says, I don't blame you, pretty much. Yeah. And then they flash to the archaeological dig where Layla's dad was killed. Yes. And I had a question that said, is this where Conchu takes over? So he got he got discharged, but it wasn't dishonorably discharged. I know that there's a third one. I just don't remember what it's called. There's honorable, dishonorable, and then there's the... Like a medical leave? No, not... I Yeah, close to medical leave, where... You're not dishonorably discharged, but you're not honorably discharged. Mm-hmm. It's that weird middle where he made some questionable choices, but it was more because of his psyche. Mm-hmm. And so... And this is where Konshu turns yeah. into Moon Knight, which is the first time we've actually heard the name. Yes. So we've... So Steven gets shown how he got turned into Moon Knight. His partner tried to kill him also with everyone else. So Mark tried to stop his partner from killing everyone. Mm-hmm. While Layla believes that it was Mark who killed her dad, essentially. And then we are flashed back to uh, Mark meeting with Arthur. And Arthur is encouraging Mark to open up to Steven, which I think is a little messed up because... So a lot of this will be bouncing back and forth between... A lot of these scenes are, like, intercut or, like... Yeah. I think that the show uses a lot of flash-forwards and bringing like snapping him back to reality and like stuff like that to kind of disorient you but what's reality and what's fake that's the thing yeah no it's weird um See, we figure out that the mom died and so this was two months ago yeah the mom died two months ago and our uh mark is invited to her shiva which is a jewish funeral basically and mark just stands outside and drinks Mm-hmm. and steven takes over in the grief. Because Stephen comes over in massive grief. Mm-hmm. And Stephen never left. This is pretty much where... Stephen reassures Mark that his brother's death wasn't his fault. 
in the cape. It wasn't. It was an accident. I mean, it kind of was, though. Because the mom did say, don't go to the cave when it's raining. And it was starting to pour. I mean, I think Mark's as an older sibling, I mean, I'm 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 the baby of my family, so I don't I, I'm not entirely sure about the responsibilities of an older sibling. But you are supposed to steer your younger siblings away from danger. Yeah, but Mark is the one that said, "Yeah, we can still go to the cave. It's fine." So they figure out that the, their souls are unbalanced, and the dead then the the people from the cafeteria scene. Yeah, are from. They come, yeah, they come in to fight him, fight them, and um, Stephen cannot be taken onto the boat because he's not a real soul, and he basically like, turns to dust. No, he um got thrown overboard. Yeah. And then turned to dust. Mm-hmm. And then and, the scales uh, balance, and Mark goes to the fields of reeds. Yeah. And that's the end of episode. And then episode six is called Gods and Monsters. Yes, which is my favorite episode. I'm not saying it's my favorite because it was the end, which I'm glad we were done. I really liked it. Yes. Because we had, I can't think of another scene besides Civil War, the end scene of Civil War, Cap, Cap, Iron Man, and Bucky's fight. Yeah. To be this... Epic, badass, for lack of a better word. Yes. I mean, can you think of one? Uh, and I like that Layla finally gets something to do. Okay. I think I've made it very clear how much it drives me crazy when women in, in this franchise are just there and um looking at you pepper um we haven't even seen pepper i don't even think pepper's even in the mcu anymore it just it drives me insane and i'm not saying that like layla has has done nothing she's done nothing but like up until this episode she's really just like kind of just been there been there killed this one dude and that's all and i just i've been waiting for her to like, hated mark the entire time i've just been waiting for her to like an actual character that i want to root for mm -hmm. and i'm finally glad that she got somewhere yeah um so basically he gets pulled out of the water by arthur's men mm -hmm. and layla then takes the scarab because he basically had no um he got pulled out of the water Haro took the, um, whatever it's called, the Amit's tomb. The scarab? No, Amit's tomb. Oh. The statue thing. Ushbati. Ushbati. Right. Um, yeah, so he takes the, the Ushbati. And puts the scarab down, which, in, in all reality, don't you think that would have been a mistake? To put the one device to find the item? I guess he thought he was dead, so nobody would ever find... The if because it's inside the tombs and you need the the thing to find the tomb and if you hide the thing inside the tomb they're never gonna be able to find it that seemed a little odd yeah so then Layla takes it and then Arthur runs into some kind of it looks like border control and he uses his cane. no it was it's not border control it was just like a checkpoint a military checkpoint yeah um and he like uses his cane and kills a bunch of people. So the cane, it's a, it's it got imbued with more power. Mm -hmm. So you know before how he had to hold the hands of the person to judge them. Yeah. Now he can just go, and then send out the same like energy ripple. Mm -hmm. And everyone else died but one person. And the no, everybody is dead. But then no, one, Towerette... no, one person was still alive. It was the person that the purple was in, and like dissipated it. 
And he's like, you don't need the walkie-talkie anymore. Mm. You're coming with us, and you're joining us. And then Tower Rat starts talking, the hippo starts talking through the dead guy. Through multiple dead people. And... So Layla's like, hey, you need to... Well, because Layla sneaks in. Yeah, Layla sneak, snuck in and pretty much gets told, hey, you need free Conchu. You need to go with them and free Conchu. And they go... And then Mark can come back to life. And she's like, I don't believe you. She's like, well, I'm a hippo talking to you through a dead person. And I can make you my avatar. I don't want to be an avatar. I don't believe you. Pretty much. It's like, fine, whatever. You do you. They have to go to the pyramid to release Amit. Or, sorry, Arthur wants to go to the pyramid to release Amit. Yes. Um, And he basically throws the Ushbati, the little statue, Amit. down on the ground. And it releases Amit. And Amit is this, like... Big alligator-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then Khonshu comes in, and or appears, and he wants Layla as an avatar. And Layla's like, no! Mark hated you. Mark wanted to be done with you. No! He's like, well, you would be a good avatar. No! Mark doesn't trust you. I don't trust you. He's like, fine. And then he feels uh, Mark being alive. He's like, oh, Mark's alive. And disappears. Mm-hmm. And then... Mark finds Steven. Mm-hmm. And a door in the psych ward opens. Sorry if this is really confusing. All of these scenes are so intercut with each other. Yes. Um, and a door opens and Steven comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's this battle between Amit and Kongshu. And Amit beats down Kongshu. Yeah. So violently. Mark comes back to life and summons the suit. Yes. He's like, Mark's alive. <laughs> Disappear. I mean, that's essentially what it was. I just like your sound. Um, I'm sorry, but Konshu has the coolest, like, disappearing and reappearing ability. He kind of apparates. Yes. Yes. So is he a wizard? Um, We basically learned that they have to trap Amit in a mortal form to defeat her. Because, no, so, here's the thing. In most mythologies, gods can die. In Egyptian, they don't. A god can't kill... Gods can kill gods, but mortals can't kill gods. Yeah. Which is weird. Because in, like, Norse mythology and Greek mythology, a person can kill a god. Gee. So then Layla becomes the hippo's avatar, and... The, this After is a the, lot of convincing. This is the scene that you hate, because a hippo gives her away. She's hiding. Yeah, she's hiding, and the hippo's like, Yay, Layla, you're gonna be my avatar! And just gives her position away. Like, what the heck? You should know that she's whispering, so you should whisper. But also, she seems like she doesn't talk to very many people. She seems like me. She seems like she's a loner and is happy when someone talks to her. So me. <laughs> you don't yell when people talk to you. Or when you talk Sometimes to Sometimes don't understand my own volume. Yeah. Um, and then we learn that Moon Knight can fly. Yes. Like, Moon Knight is cool. He also has, in my opinion, the coolest looking suit. Yeah. I can see, like, the ancient Egyptian, like, references and things in his outfit. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. So, Arthur then goes to the top of the pyramid and calls his followers to be judges. And they basically all start, like, grabbing random people. Because he hits the, um... The, the scales. S- so it's like the dark mark. He, Voldemort calling his Death Eaters. Yeah, sure. So does Voldemort base his stuff off of Egyptian mythology? 
don't know. When Layla gets her outfit and she's finally a badass. She looks so cool in it. She, she gets ha- wings. But she can't fly. She's like a penguin. She's like the dodo bird. And then this fight scene is awesome. The, when they're big or like between Harit, uh, Harkar. The one where they're like on the random street. Okay, yeah. That is a really cool fight scene. And, oh my gosh. Just that fight and... And Amit and Kanchu were on the roof fighting. Or they're just in the desert fighting in like their giant forms. No, they're like on the building. No, they're not on the building. Oh. They're surrounding the pyramid. They're in the stands around the pyramid. The pyramids are like... Right outside the city. Weird when you think about it. Because okay. you see pictures of the pyramids. Yeah, if you've ever away. looked at the pyramids of Giza, and like you look at like the the typical touristy postcardy photo, and then you flip the camera around, it's like a very average city. Like yes, right next to it. Very different. It's so weird. We would love to go to Egypt. Okay, and then Amit stabs Kanshu, mm-hmm. and Arthur stabs Mark. Um, so, the third abbot, the, not abbot, the third persona takes over and pretty much just kills everyone. And Layla's like, what was that, Mark? He's like, I don't know, I blocked out. He's like, was that you, Steven? But at this time, Steven and Mark, which I totally forgot to say, they're connected now. So it's no more when one goes to sleep, the other wakes up. Yeah. It's... They can kind of flip back and forth. Which is by far the coolest fighting ability because they fight, they both fight very differently. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark fights with the moon, moonerangs, and Steven fights with the bow staff. Yeah. Or, um, the bow sticks. The, I don't know what they're actually called in martial like arts. Like a nunchuck? No, a nunchuck has the chain in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think they're just bow staffs. Mm-hmm. So, it's My two brother di- would know. It's two different fighting styles. Where that would be hard for anyone to fight. Because, like, you could be fighting it with the bow staff, with Steven, and then all of a sudden you just get stabbed in the gut by Mark. Yeah. And they have to do a spell to bind Arthur to Amit. So they take him to the um, the temple, and he's like, you won't defeat me. I will still come back and fight you. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And Amit gets... Sealed into well, Arthur. Mark has to choose to stab Arthur with the moons and chooses not to. Yeah. Because he Mark doesn't kill. Or he doesn't kill if he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if anyone deserved to get stabbed and killed, it's, the gas it's Arthur. Too. But Layla said we need the body to put him in. Or to, for Amit. We need the body to seal Amit in. Yeah. And Mark... Basically, he's back in the underworld, back in the, like, psych ward, and he looks in the mirror, and there's the doctor, Arthur, has blood on his shoes. And he's like, I I wasn't sure how long this would take for you to figure out, and the psych ward breaks. And Stephen wakes up in bed. Or it's Mark that wakes up. And there's two goldfish. Yeah. And his foot is still tied. And then there's an end credit scene where Arthur is now the patient at the ward. Because no one believes that he has a god in him. Yeah. And would you? No. And then the security guard dude is dead. 
and he's thrown into a car, and Conchie was sitting in the car with him. With the third persona. And we meet Jake Lockley. Which I completely forgot his name in the comics. So he is the violent, violent one. Which, did you did you tell what the name on the license plate was? No. It said Spectre. Mmm. It was like, it spelled out Spectre in like six letters. Mm-hmm. To give a subtle hint that that's still Mark Spectre. And then they kill, he shoots Arthur. Yeah. And that is the end of Moon Knight. Khonshu gave up Mark and Steven. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't even know about the third persona. Yeah. They didn't realize how broken he, they were. So I wonder when the third persona came into play. I wonder, too. Unless and- if Moon Knight put the third persona in. Well, because, so if we're supposed to believe that Stephen was the manifestation of his childhood trauma, or it was his trauma response, rather. So. Was was Jake another trauma response then? I mean, it would make sense if Conchu put Jake in the head. Because neither one of them knew about it. And usually in a case like that, which I'm getting all my info from like Colonel Mine, CSI, and like NCIS and all of that. Usually, the person, the main person, knows all of the personas. The host person. The host person knows all the personas. That's why I think Khonshu put this one in there. Mm-hmm. Because Mark was technically on the bridge of death, on the brink of death, when Khonshu saved him. Maybe Khonshu slipped the other persona in? Mm-hmm. The violent one? Which would make sense... That it was the violent one that did all the killings as Moon Knight, not Mark. But Mark came too and thought that he did them. Yeah. Because it's only a split second like that when the other persona comes out. As we saw in Germany when we saw on the roof, that we saw in the alleyway, that we saw everywhere else when the third persona would come out. It would only be for a split second. Yeah. And that's why they didn't open up the third tomb, because they didn't know what was in there. Which seems like kind of shady work on Conchu's part, but Conchu is a god. So I would expect that. Right? That... We are done with Moon Knight Week and Movie Month! TV Show Month. TV Show Month. You keep calling it Movie Month. Mm. So, next week we will be talking about Black Widow. We're back, like, like we said at the beginning, we're back to our one-a-week episodes... For now. Yes. Um, Follow us on Instagram for um, the whole month of December. I'm doing um, Instagram reels and TikToks of me opening the uh, Marvel Funko advent calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on uh, once a week on Saturdays, uh, we will take a picture of them on our tree to post on the Instagram. Because I'm going to make them into Christmas ornaments. Yes. Um, And we're still trying to figure out how. And I think Matthew wants to do the um the Marvel Lego advent calendar on the YouTube. I just have to find it. And so, um Yep. So yeah. Um follow us on or support us on Patreon if that's something you guys want to do. We've got a one, three, and five dollar tiers. Um and we've got a bunch of bonus content on there and you get the episodes a whole day early, plus a shout out in every episode. And we'd love my, to have you over there. My character deep dives. That's what I said. Bonus content. Okay. Um. But yeah. Um. 
every couple days we'll put on the Instagram just a poll of different shows that you guys will want to see us do in the future. Yeah. And remember, we try to keep this PG like PG thirteen, yeah, as close as possible. But if we, if you guys want us to do a particular show, we've been talking about possibly doing Game of Thrones, but that would be Patreon exclusive. Yeah, that would only be on. It's just Patreon. a lot, and um, it's also that's one of those shows that we would have to figure out how we're going to do so we don't spend a year on well not even just that but it's a pretty adult show and i i think patreon exclusive would be the best way to do it just because there's a lot that we would have to talk about um that we might not be able to be able to talk about on uh the public forum yeah so just let us know we would still have our normal spotify and youtube shows on there but that would be a patreon exclusive so um yeah, um, we, this is the best, bestest time as any, I don't think we've actually said this in the episode, in episode yet, um, but, so, we have always had plans for this podcast to cover other fandoms, but we wanted to take a few episodes break come February once we're caught up with everything. Yeah, so, from, so, the February, just from how it falls out. Um, Matthew's been, like, planning the trajectory of everything. Yes. So, we should be done with the MCU content that is out on Disney Plus by the end of January. And then February 17th is when the new Ant-Man movie comes out. So, we'll have about a two-week hiatus there between that. And then we will have from February 17th to May 5th, which is Guardians... So we'll have about a two-month hiatus there, which we will probably do Harry Potter at that time. Because those are eight episodes. Yeah. Um, but we want we have a couple. We have a, some room for a couple of either one-off movies or much. But shorter we are still going to do the um, Marvel the Marvel Hogwarts sorting. Yes. So we wanted to sort like the major characters and their love interests and villains and things. Yes. So we'll do that in one of the hiatus weeks. But we're not going... When we say hiatus, we don't mean taking a break. We just mean taking a break from Marvel. So, because eventually this podcast will eventually branch off. Because this is why we named it The Fan Club Podcast. Yes. Because we have every intention of doing other things. This is not strictly an MCU But podcast. we will still do the MCUs on Marvel Mondays when... When we have content to cover. Yes. when Because Marvel usually will only do three or four different things a year. Besides the TV shows, but movies-wise, there's so only three or four basically years. Basically, our, our, the point of bringing all this up is if you guys have any small franchises or... Big franchises or... or TV shows or one-off movies that you love that you want us to cover, um, we would love to do that. We Both of us have like a lot of just one-off random movies that we mm -hmm. love that we want to um, kind of introduce to each other. Not that neither one of us have ever seen some of those. I like... I've never seen Knives Out. You love that movie. Yes. I think that would be a really fun one to cover. I love Knives Out. Um, I think that you really want to do Clue, which is a similar vibe. I would. I, um, Clue is a great one. There's a couple of other ones that I would have to come up with a couple for me. I mean, um, like I, I love the movie Midsummer, but I wouldn't know how to cover it. That could be a Patreon only, but for this or Spotify, we would have to do something else also that week. Um, but. 
going forward, they're not going to be creative like Marvel Mondays, but Marvel stuff, MCU stuff will always come out on Mondays. Yes. I don't know if our upload date for the rest of the stuff we plan to cover will change. So, yeah, that just about wraps that up. Um, we just kind of want, like, we kind of just want your input um, on things that you feel that would be a really interesting discussion topic. Eventually, I want, this is a large undertaking, but eventually I want to do Pixar. If you come up with the name for Pixar, like, like we have Marvel Mondays, Wizard Wednesdays, Super Saturdays. If you can come up... With, All the credit goes to you. Yeah, if you can come up with something for Pixar... Do I get credit if I come up with it? No. But if a listener comes up with whatever the most clever, honey Pixar one, you will get a shout-out every single Pixar episode. Yep. So, yeah, um, that's a wrap on uh, TV Show Month. Join us next week for Black Widow, and we'll see y'all then. Bye. If you would like to send us any feedback or any messages, you can follow us over on Instagram at the fan club underscore podcast or on Twitter at fan club underscore podcast. Or you can discuss each episode with us over on our subreddit, which is which is reddit.com slash r slash the fan club podcast. And make sure that you tune in every Marvel Monday.